0: This episode is brought to you by Baby Maury. Thank you for making our show a possibility. It means so much. It really does. Welcome to If These ovaries <laughs> Could Talk. I'm Jamie. I'm Robin. And we're your hosts. And sure you don't have to
1: make a family by taking a If these could talk, you would say. How do I get the sperm through custom?
0: I am a lesbian. So, so- Okay. So we need to tell our story. It's not your nuclear
2: family anymore. It's not just your mom and dad thing. We're not ruining these little team Not for the gay reason. <laughs> just because we stay. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hello. Here we are. Back again.
0: Back Welcome again. Back.
2: Here we are. It's a beautiful day. I know. It's like i finally feel like spring is coming. I took a walk this morning, an impromptu walk after I went, took my kid to the deli. Mm-hmm. But then As I started to take the walk, I was like, do I take this walk? Because I didn't have a bra on. And then I was feeling all weird about not having a bra on. And then I was like, but I've got a jacket on. And I went through this whole thing in my head. And then I was like, you know what? Lots of people don't wear bras. You're going on this walk. And I went on the walk. And it
0: felt good, right? I walk my dog without a bra every morning. It
2: felt weird. I don't know if I can commit to good. Well, if you have a sweater over it, nobody knows. I had something over it that was a little looser. So I didn't feel... But it's like, I don't know. I like, I think maybe I like go to hold them in place. I don't know if I like freewheeling. I
0: understand that. I mean, I wouldn't go out without a bra, but
2: yeah. No, it's not for me. I mean, listen. No. You know, do you. It, you, bo- do you do you. you. You do you. It's bo- just, I I always had the big girls and I don't know if I felt good with them flying around, but that's well, just Well, if you want to, if you want to take more walks,
0: I have a dog that no, no, loves no, to walk. You. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> So Camp Highlight. Let's talk about Camp Highlight. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. This is the first year
0: for Rose, right? Yes. She has been waiting. So for those of you at home, Camp Highlight is a a camp that's close to New York City that is solely for um, children of LGBTQ families or children who identify as LGBTQ. Am I getting that right, Robin? You've been many times. Yes, 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 yes. It's a queer camp, right? Queer ally, queer friendly camp. And Robin's kids have gone for years Uh, Rose's cousin, Edie, has gone for years. She has been waiting, dying to go to this sleepover camp. And she's finally old enough. She's eight years old. She is signed up. She is going. And we had our onboarding meeting with the head counselor, Jackie. She like meets all the new campers. Like so sweet, right? Because it's not until, when is it? August? Yeah, yeah, August. But we had our meeting with Jackie on Zoom. And Jackie's awesome. We interviewed Jackie on our live stream. So I know her. But she was so good with Rose. Rose just absolutely loved her. She cannot wait for this camp. We got off the Zoom and she was, I mean, she didn't stop at the questions. Well, what do you think? Well, so, so what do you think is going to happen? Like, you, I'm gonna, am I going to be in Maxine and Edie's um, house? Like, how does that work? And what do the rooms look like? Like, it's, no, it's nonstop. It's cute, but it's also kind of slightly jarring. Oh, my God, And then she was like. And she was like, "Mom, mom, mom! Did Jackie send the packing list? Did she send the packing list that <laughs> night? This is what she said. Because I want st- to, I, I want to start packing.
3: Can <laughs> you ask August. her for? Th- can hilarious. you ask
0: her for the packing list? Because Jackie said we'll be sending a packing list before. Oh my camp. God, that's amazing! And she literally for a week she kept bugging me for this camping l- packing list so that she could start packing. And I was we like, 'We're not, we're not packing
2: yet.
1: Really, like, we not don't can- even have
2: shorts in our rotation yet. Like, it's like yeah, exactly.'" Just- <laughs>
0: But she's so very excited and I am slightly scared. She's really not ready for this because she's going to leave. She's going to get there. It's going to be so fun. And then the night's going to hit.
2: Yeah, but she's like, there's there's counselors. There's like Edie's going to be there. Maxine's going to be there. It's like she's going to have plenty of people. She'll be all right. I was worried about Henry that first year he went for the same reason. And he was totally fine. And and our favorite person ever, Jackie, texted me and was like, he's doing great. Don't even worry about it. That's good to know. Yeah, she's the best. And also, like, you guys are going to get a week with only one kid in the house. I know. I, I don't know. That's how, amazing.
0: I, I don't know, man. I don't. He's
2: the hard one right now. So, yeah. Bad. yeah. Too
0: bad we can't get, get them both out of the house for a bit. No, I'm Four saying.
2: more years. Four more years.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's going to be good. I'm excited. So, that's happening.
2: Oh, that's um, exciting. That's, I, I'm in the middle of booking summer camps. It takes forever, for God's sakes. It is such a thing. Oh, such a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, well, all right. but. But we should like we should move on because we've got an amazing interview today with Aim. But uh, we have to say before we do that, a special thank you. We've got three new Patreon members Look this at week. You it guys. Like, woo, come come thank you like coming out in full force for us. So yes, we're say thank you to Rachel Townsend, Anna Robinson, Amelia Mansfield. We thank you. thank you all for joining us on Team Patreon. You're helping us so make awesome. LGBTQ family content, and if you want to join them, you could just. Be a part of our Patreon community. You're gonna get, you're gonna do a good thing, and then you're gonna get bonus content. And at the gestational carrier level, you're gonna get interviews of most episodes dropped a day earlier on video, unedited, without commercials. Um, and you just head over to patreoncom talk and you can join us. And so many good things, so many wonderful so things. So thank you, thank, thank
0: you, you, thank you, thank you. Very Woo. excited. Woo. Okay, so let's. Let's talk about AIM. Oh, what oh a great story. Yeah. We have shared, obviously, if you've tuned in with us, and I think you have, we've shared tons of stories where we have happy endings, mm-hmm. but we don't always talk about when the baby doesn't happen or the relationship doesn't also make it. And so we thought that it was really important to share this
2: yeah, Aim's yeah. story. And AIM wanted to share it. And that's, I think, what was was so great. Um, but we do want to say one thing going into it. This is an intense interview. Um, yes. AIM talks about how they went through a miscarriage in detail, um, about a breakup, and there's some talk about suicidal thoughts. So we just want to make sure you're aware of that before listening. If that is not for you, go check out another episode or or go check out our live stream if you haven't, you know, move over there because um, that's that's going to happen in this episode. Yeah. And we're really thankful to AIM for sharing your story. When they were ready. And that's what's so important about it. When As soon as they were ready to share it because we waited.
0: All right. Helen. Helen. Oh. Helen, wake up. Oh. Helen.
2: Okay, Helen.
0: I, I'll All just right, roll forget it. it forget I'm just going to roll it myself because Helen's yeah. not going to roll this tape.
2: Hi, Aim. Hi, Aim. Hi. Welcome. Thank oh, you. Aime. I think this guest appearance is three years is it in three the
0: making. Is it
2: three years? It is. Wow. Yeah. Yep. I didn't realize that.
0: Wow. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Aim, we're so glad you are finally here with us.
3: Yes. Thank you for your patience and your understanding while I navigated, trying to figure out if I wanted to do this or not. You you know, that's
2: something that we feel really strongly about. Like when we were talking before, when we were initially talking and you were like, I'm just not ready to share this yet. I was like, are you kidding me? Don't share it then. Like that that would be the worst thing in the world if we brought you in before you were ready or if if you didn't want to. I just think that'd be such a bad experience and that would be so opposite of everything that we stand that for. You. So we were glad that you came back and said, yeah. "I want to tell my story yeah. now." And we're glad Thank you're you. ready and yeah. we're
0: glad you're feeling comfy. And that's that's what we
2: aim to do. And we're glad aim.
0: A- a- I, <laughs> I think you did mean there, to Jamie. do that, That's but it was really special what just happened.
2: <laughs> well done, and Very we special. also we <laughs> aim to do the elevator yes, we pitch. do so that everybody
0: can understand why we're so excited to have you.
2: Yes, are you ready?
3: I'm ready. All right, on your mark, get set, go. So my name's Aim. I am a sign language interpreter going into American Sign Language and spoken English. Um, so my pronouns are they, them, and you can use my name, AIM. I'm sure we'll go more in depth about this whole thing, but and it's blurry about the years and things like that. But I'll, a bit ago, I was trying to get pregnant, and three years or so later, I think I'm ready to, to share. And one reason to continue to heal myself And then also to share with everyone who is going on this journey as well, or thinking about going on this journey. If anyone can learn anything from my experience, I would love that. So, boom. That's why I wanted to do this. Perfect.
0: I love it. I I think folks out there are really going to love
3: hearing your story
0: and it's going to resonate with many. So, I hope so. Let's get into it.
2: Why don't we start? One of the main reasons I think that we've been alluding to. Um, and I think it's important for people to know is that you were walking down the path of trying to have a baby with a partner. And ultimately, that didn't work out. Like, I believe you you miscarried, correct? Correct. And then the partnership dissolved, Not maybe not because of it, but in part because of it. And then now you're like in a healing space. So can we take it back to uh, where you were and and how you started planning and trying to have a kid?
3: Sure. Um,
2: That's a really big open-ended yeah. question. So start wherever you you want to start.
3: Well, I know that I have always wanted to have a kid and I always thought that I would. I thought that I was fertile, which I guess that wasn't the case. Um, <laughs> and uh, my older brother, he's also gay and he and his husband, I don't think want to have kids or they decided they're not having kids. So a big part of me wanted to kind of be the one to be able to give our family another little being. And also at the time my grandmother was alive, we call her mom, And, mm-hmm. um, I would say out of anyone initially out of the family, she was the most loving and accepting about John and I both being gay. Wow. Um, mom, There was part of me that wanted to produce this new being before my mom left us. You're like I better, I better get this baby out. Yeah, I think yeah, I was like, (laughs) okay, let's let's do this. (laughs) So we decided to um, go the route of picking a sperm donor and going to a fertility clinic. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: So we first went to. I'm going to say the name of the fertility clinic because Mm -hmm. I think it's important, and things might be different now, and I hope it is for them. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) the first fertility clinic. I went to was the, I think it's called the Towson Fertility Clinic in Towson, Maryland. Mm -hmm. And um my experience there, they weren't very LGBTQ Mm -hmm. friendly or understanding. So I did two IUIs with with this particular doctor. I can't remember his name right now, but he was the 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 owner of Mm -hmm. the fertility clinic. So just yeah, if you happen to get him, if you go there, just be mindful. So we did, I did IUI, two IUIs with no fertility assistance. Mm-hmm. And then I, I asked for a meeting with a doctor to say, I want to do fertility meds because mm-hmm. timing and I did the research and IUI percentage rate. I mean, hopefully it works for everyone, but generally speaking, it's, it's real low probability, but it happens. Yeah, it is yeah. really low if you don't have any help with fertility meds. So I requested yeah. to start some kind of fertility. It's so weird. It's such a common name, but I can't remember it. Like Clomid or Clomid. Ovid- Clomid, Avadro. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yep. drop some
3: more eggs. Let's get some more eggs <laughs>
0: right. in, Clomid. In, the, in the
2: business. Yeah. Clomid.
0: So we. S- um, can I ask how old you were at this point?
3: I'm OK, so I am 46 now. I think I was like 37. Oh, OK. But still,
0: as they say, geriatric. geriatric as yeah. they say. Yeah. say, yeah, yes. right. Yes. Yeah. So right.
3: so that was something else in my head that I was like, yeah. this is appropriate in my head right?" Yeah, for course. the Clomid. So I said, I want to start Clomid. And I'm still kind of shocked at his response. I get that he was trying to tell me that it's not, there's some negative, there's pros and cons of taking Clomid. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, so he said, actually, like, I always ask couples to try for a year. You're before. like, I don't have a year's worth of um, money, my friend. Like, well, you know. that and number two, like most of his clients are straight. Exactly. Yeah. So yep. I had no way, like, to try for a year. Yeah. yeah. So then I went. It's a
0: strange thing to say. Yeah, it's, it's was so like,
3: opposite
2: of what we usually hear. We usually hear the right. doctors are quick to ratchet it up to IVF. So that's right. interesting.
3: Right. It is interesting. So then I got my like. I got to start advocating for myself bullshit Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) in a time where I'm already stressed, but okay. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, try to educate him. I'm like, that's not how that works. Like, like, what do you mean? Try to have sex for a year and like, like like that's
2: firm for a year. Don't you know
3: that doesn't work? Like I don't.
0: And would your partner in these meetings with you, did he see your partner as well? Yes. Yeah. So like, what are you talking about, man?
3: Right. And she, she appeared more feminine than I, you know? So he kind of was like, no. And basically I felt like what he was saying is I'm trying to avoid a lawsuit Mm. because he said something like when you have Clomid, you could, you could have twins, you could have, and then you could miscarry. And like, I don't want you to something like, I don't want you to come back later and like, be upset with me or something. And I was like, Mm -hmm. and I said, I think I remember saying to him, look, if you're worried that I'm going to sue you, I will write something in, in writing saying you gave me Clomid, it didn't work, whatever, I'm not going to sue you.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I said, OK, well, then we're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Sounds like so, that might
2: have been what he wanted to begin with. But who can Probably. Say. He probably was un- maybe Allegedly. Was I'm saying that for the lawsuits strange. for ovaries. Right. <laughs> Allegedly. It, really Allegedly. Is, it
0: really is so strange because on paper, you're you're thirty seven. Yeah, as every fertility clinic I've heard of, as soon as you go in there at this age, is going to say, "Well, we should try you on some meds." You know, yeah. I don't know from yeah. what yeah. I've heard, from what we've heard from others. So me too. I, seems I, like a I little was shocked. I was like a really little
3: bit like, of bias, actually. I, that's what it felt like to me. Shady. Or like,
2: or just not, not educated in our community, right? Or both, right? Yeah. So you were like, "Peace out! I'm, I'm not, I'm not staying here." Right. So <laughs> then.
3: I started asking around to other friends who were starting to try to have kids too in the queer community. And Dr. Hinton at GBMC, which is Greater Baltimore Medical Center in Baltimore, um, was referred to me. So went there, made an appointment. I did get a little bit of a heads up, like her bedside manner is not mean, but it's not (laughs) warm and fuzzy. A little mm-hmm. cold, a little cold. But it might be worth it because she's really good.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. So, okay, fine. So went to her and yes, she was that way. But <laughs> I could also tell like, it's, she was more like a scientist in a sense. <laughs> and that's okay. Because one of the first questions was like, explain what I tried and explain the whole Towson fertility clinic experience. And I was like, would you be willing to put me on Clomid? And she was like, yeah, Sure that makes sense. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. You're like, Thank, you. Like, Thank you. Thank very you very much. I am a doctor now. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Wow. We're with a doctor. Great. Yeah. So then I started the Clomid and in my head, in my heart, I was like, okay, this it's going to happen now. It's totally yeah. going to happen. And all right. Number three, nah, didn't work. So after that, we did some tests we test my fallopian tubes. We did all the tests. Mm -hmm. Everything was okay, except for they thought that I had a couple small cysts or endometriosis. Oh yeah. Uh Through the testing, I did IUI number four, five, and six, and did Clomid and trigger shots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, did all the fun with trying to time and like figure out when the eggs are going to drop and Mm just um, just a heads up for those who might be going down this route when they check to see about if they can see if there's eggs, they do an intravaginal sonogram. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you don't know what to expect, just expect like it's not what you think it might be. Yeah. it was, very uncomfortable for me. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. was like a wand. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I was right. just going like, to say the
2: wand. It, it's the a wand. Like, they put and a and condom they even the have, And they even have a condom on the wand, which they makes you just feel wand. like, huh, okay then. And they put the lube <laughs> on the wand. Yeah.
0: The they put the lube. And they just. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They have to look to the left to find the left ovary. And they right. have to look to the right to find the right ovary. And you're getting this done multiple times throughout a cycle because right. they're constantly checking for follicles. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um,
3: yes. So, so once yes. I kind of get like I knew what to expect with that, that got a little easier, you know. Mm-hmm. But the cool part was like it, it did show us that there were follicles and that there are eggs ready to pop. And I thought that was really cool. So that's yeah. kind of, it's kind of worth the discomfort yeah. and a little bit of pain. um that That's really <laughs> neat that we can kind of like track that that way. It so is I thought that was, cool. yeah. So,
2: you're unlucky so, number seven, see. I think.
3: Right. Right. So yeah, six after six, we decided to go ahead and do the surgery to oh, for the cysts for the cysts to, mm-hmm. to knock them out.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
3: right. And so I had that surgery at GBMC as well. And the doctors also said that you not to get my hopes up, but it's common that there's a there's better chances. Like she's had more success um, after the surgery.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So, but, but she also did say too, maybe not the first one after the surgery.
0: Right. Oh, that's nice to hear. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was like, so we're just going to wait. I know. <laughs> you know how much the sperm is costing me? Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, that too. To freeze it and all that.
0: Plus the emotional stress too. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, because you, this has already been a journey. I mean, if this is going to be your seventh try, that's not seven months straight. There's months off in between. No, no, so this right. has been it's a journey. It's probably been
3: a year or so in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other fun part that um, I just want to share is that, so the hormones and everything that's going in you is great. And I was really happy and it. And it does help. Um, the other part that no one really warned me about, which I don't understand looking back, why would no one warn you about is that, um, your mental health is going to suffer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for yeah. For sure. And
0: that doesn't happen for everyone, but Okay, that's good. Yeah. It, but it happens it happened for me. Did it? I, I was a mess on the hormones. A so. lot of
2: people we talk to, mm-hmm. hormones are not just the expectations and the money and the and you want what you want and you're waiting. It's it's a lot.
3: Yeah. It really is. And I do wish someone would have educated me on that a little better. Um yeah. but mm-hmm. you know, I guess you learn as you go. Yeah. So, and I think,
0: and sorry to interrupt again, but I think that in healthcare for folks with uteruses, it, a lot of times it's just, hmm, that's just how it is. You know, you can handle it, you can suffer through it. Yep, that's what it's going to be. And there's no, yeah, they don't handle it delicately. And I don't know why that it is. I don't
2: know either. It's just, well, I think it's strange. just once you get into the scientific pipeline, like you said, they're scientists. And they're just looking at it like, well, let's tweak this, let's try that. Like I remember going in one month, and they were like, I don't know if we're gonna do an IUI this month. It just seems like your follicles aren't getting big enough. And then they came in the next day for another doctor, and she was like, I don't worry about that. She, but that first doctor had said like, you know, sometimes it just doesn't happen. And I was just like, I would have never known that.
3: But it's like for them,
2: that's just the science. That's and for me. It was a complete disappointment of another month after already having a miscarriage and wanting this baby. And it's like, you know, I mean, now that I got the kids, I'm like, it could have waited, but, you <laughs> know, wait, but, no, but like, that's like, I showed up for
0: my final IVF that didn't end up working. I got into to do the actual transfer after Ugh. everything had been harvested and everything. And he comes to me, I'm in the, st- I'm in the, like, in the hospital gown and everything. And he's like, hi, yeah, your eggs, they don't look good. They don't look good. So I don't know. I mean, we'll put them in, but. I don't think it's going to work. And it's like, thank you. Okay. Yeah. All right. But they do, they look at this, like this is science
2: and this experiment
0: didn't work out. And we should, right. we should
2: say, we should say not all doctors. Cause no. we have had gotten True. feedback from some doctors who are like, you know, be kind. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's just, yeah. and I'm not saying that as like their bedside manner. things. just sometimes it's like not thinking about the position you're in sometimes, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just no. saying that, you know, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Jamie, did you see that cute pic of my friend's kid in the Baby Mori pajamas on our social the other day? I sure did. I mean, I posted it. Um, yeah. It was too adorable not to. How cute. I know. So cute. Right? Know. Her parents, they love the Baby Mori PJs, mm-hmm. and they love how soft they are and how
0: convenient they are. I love them, too. Orion looks so cute in his. And mm. Baby Mori creates all the essentials a parent needs, crafted from soft, safe, and sustainable materials. And they use a unique blend of organic cotton and bamboo, which is gentle on a little one's sensitive skin and everything is made using ethical methods that have a low impact on our planet
2: win-win well they also have new collections arriving all the time a mix of parent favorites and new product designs and stylish and unique prints there is nothing like a cute kid and cute clothes am i right very you are you are
0: and not only that robin but baby maury are giving our listeners an exclusive offer of 25 dollars off when you spend $50, so you can stock up on the softest clothing for your little one, kids, baby, whatever, visit babymori.com. That's babymori.com to redeem the code PROUDPARENT.
2: That is a very fitting code. You get $25 off everybody when you spend $50 bucks on the softest clothing for babies and kids with your exclusive code PROUDPARENT.
0: Do it. Get some cute clothes for those kiddos.
2: All right, so you're so you're in the place. I'm so in the place, place.
3: I've got the hormone surging through me. And also, as you 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 may know, I'm sure you do, that if you're taking it, so I have um a diagnosed anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was taking medication for that. Mm-hmm. But before I think it, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but I think it was a week or two before I tried the IUI. And a period of time after you can't take your your anxiety meds. Oh, um, ooh. So yeah. that ooh. that was looking back. I mean, I I couldn't see it. I don't think in the moment. Yeah. But looking back, that was that was really hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. um, I also was going to a therapist who was like, "You need to stop. You need to stop trying this." Like have your partner try, like you need to stop. You, you, you're, you're out of balance. I'm worried about you, blah, blah, blah. And I was, and and I did go back to my ex at the time and say that. And I guess, I guess we all have baggage and her response. Well, I said, you know what, maybe could you please try? I yeah. would. Mm -hmm. please try. Like, I, I can't, I don't think I can do this right now anymore. Like I'm at wit's end and my therapist is saying, stop. And, you know, and I said, could you, you want to try? And um, her first response was that, and I guess scientifically she's correct that people who are, I wouldn't call her obese, but she used the word obese, that um, your fertility rates are even lower Mm -hmm. and, she didn't want to try it. Hmm. Okay, okay. So I said, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Respect what? you. I don't. I don't agree that you're obese. I I know plenty of people who are. I don't know what the word is, but same size bigger or size, size but yeah. go through bigger, it and much get pregnant, mu- maybe. much bigger size than yeah. than her, and have been fine. You mm-hmm. know. But okay, we all got our stuff, and I yeah. guess that was one of her things.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So I said okay. So I took a little break, maybe a couple months break. Then had the surgery. Then tried number seven, didn't take. Then tried number eight, and it took. Oh, yeah. wow! Yeah, okay. and this is where this is where the the harder part comes up. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it took, and it was amazing. While while it took looking back now, it was cool to have that experience of like, what does it feel like to be pregnant? Right. right. You know, some of the things people have said, like were true. Like, you know, I have a little, little breasts here and I'm, that's cool with me. Maybe one day I might even get rid of them, but right now, um, but it's true. They popped up a little bit. I was like, oh, uh-huh. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> that's new. Didn't see that coming. No. Okay.
1: No. Okay.
3: <laughs> now I see them um and maybe a little more not in a negative way but maybe a little more emotional mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what's your partner excited like what's the
2: status of your partner like and have they been supportive along the way so far
3: um yeah i mean generally yes Ish. supportive and excited i think i think she was excited
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah so i was getting blood work done and all that fun stuff. And for a little while the cells were dividing and it was really, it was really happening It's it it's so interesting. Like I'm kind of paying attention to my mind, like yeah, the sadness and the trauma and the grief, it's all real. Like it really does affect everything. Even yeah. now, yeah. like in this yeah. moment, I'm like having a hard time yeah. well, you remembering what, time. what I'm saying. Yeah. So take it's just interesting to, to note that. Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's still in your body. It yeah. is. And I'm yeah, it just might be forever, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so around two months, my understanding is it's like, oh, it's time to get book your sonogram and like mm-hmm. see what this growing thing is doing. So I was at work, and at that time, I was working at Gallaudet University, I was staff interpreter there, and I was in my office, and my office mate was in the office, too. And I just say this because I want to. In this story, I want to thank her for being there. But, um, and so I got a call, and I was like, "Oh, the doctor! Mm-hmm. Cool!" And I said out loud to my my office mate, "Hey, it's the doctor. I bet they're calling to make a sonogram appointment. Do you care if I put it on speaker because oh, I want to pull up my my schedule." And be ready to to book it. And are you cool with that? And she's like, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. No problem. Like, I'm excited to like, you know, kind of be involved with it. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put it on speaker. It's ringing, blah, blah. The doctor answers. I was like, hey, I got your message. You're calling, I assume, for the sonogram appointment. I can't wait. When can we do it?
1: Mm.
3: Like, well, give me one moment. And I guess she pulls up a file or something just to get everything right. And she said, okay, well, we're reviewing your blood work. It appears that your numbers are down.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> she said, Well, your numbers are down, meeting the cells.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It appears, or maybe they're they stopped dividing. Like, okay. And in that moment, I'm thinking, you know, complete denial, what yeah. was really happening. But I said, okay, well, what you know, what do I need to take? Like, mm-hmm. do you need me to take the progesterone cream or <laughs> More Clomid or trigger shots, or like whatever you need me to take, I'll go pick it up at the pharmacy. Like, just like, sure, no problem. And when we went to book the sonogram appointment, she was like, she's like, let me back up. (laughs) The cells are not dividing, meaning it stopped developing. Yeah. I said, oh, I said, well, what can we do? And she's like, "Ah." not much, but what I want you to do is get your blood work done tonight, if you can, tomorrow and Friday. So I remember clearly it was the Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And she said, we're just doing that as a precaution, but really from what I'm seeing right now in your recent blood work, it appears that you will miscarry. Uh, mm-hmm. And then poor, my office mate. Oh, running Cam. <laughs>
1: Oh, P.M. she
3: signed to me. She said, do you want me to stay in this room or do you need space? like, what do you need? And I signed back. I said, if you can, do you mind staying? If if it's okay with you? Like, oh. I know it's like, do you mind staying? And she's like, yes, yes, absolutely. And I said, okay. And I was like, I'm sorry. And she was like, don't say sorry. Was, okay. You know, yeah. her face was like, again, help me to get out of the denial because she was just like mortified and so sad. So I said, okay. I said, when do you think this is going to happen? She said, you know, that's why I want you to go get the blood work done, but maybe this weekend I said, okay. Okay. Still like, what is (laughs) okay. All right. And I said, then I, what did I call you? And she said, we'll call you when we get the results from the blood work and we can discuss this further, but you know, we'll call you probably tomorrow after we get tonight's results Wednesday so we'll call you probably tomorrow Thursday okay so Thursday comes and I haven't thought of this technician in a while but when I went to get my blood work on that Wednesday night um yeah I was a kind of a mess I'm just trying to like kind of hold it all in and uh she was just really nice you know just there's some people who really a couple people who really showed up that's um, nice to hear. When yeah, when other people who you think would be weren't. Yeah. Mm. At least again, my perspective. It is so uh, nice when
2: those people, when those people show up for you. It is so nice because yeah, it's yeah. it's just such a, you know, it's one of those moments where you're in your own emotional space and the rest of the world is going on around you.
3: Yeah. Just like they don't know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, so Thursday called me back. They said, yeah, you know, unfortunately. What we saw in the last blood work is what we're still seeing. It looks like your cells have stopped dividing. The numbers are going down. They're not going up, back up. So Wednesday, when I got that call, um, got off the phone, Pam came up to me and, you know, hugged me. And like, was just another person who was just amazing. Thank Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Pam. We're so
2: glad she was. Isn't it funny how the universe works that somebody was there for you?
3: I mean, seriously. Really? So I called my ex, well, partner at the time and I explained everything and she was upset. Yeah. And she said something like, and it's all blur still, but something to the effect of, uh, this weekend I have to teach. I think it was in Michigan. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know if I should still go or not. And I well, think. I the answer is, look- by the way,
2: you should not. Don't go.
3: Just an FYI
2: to anyone who's listening. The answer is <laughs> don't go.
3: Yeah, nope. yeah. Please don't, because it will change everything if you yeah. go. Yeah. I mean, it could change everything. I don't know. Um, so I think I basically said, well, let's talk about it when I get home. Some, some, some. So I got home. I think we talked about it. I think we continue to talk about it on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever. I do remember her asking me, how would I feel if she, if she went. And in the moment, I'm pretty sure I said, I would like you to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like you to stay. I, I think I need you to be here. Um, and she said, well, something like where she was teaching, they were going to pay, they were paying her flight. And she didn't know, and she was going to call them and ask what they thought. Okay. okay. So she did, and I don't know what that conversation was, but the result was, I think I'm still going to go. Mm. Oh. That's yeah. not good. Um, and Do you think she, maybe she
2: just didn't want to deal with what was going on? I mean, that's
3: through some therapy and all that, the, the thing that I, I'm trying like. try try to get wrap my head around that part of it is that maybe you know how some people respond to things fight or flight yeah Yeah. maybe she needed to fly maybe needed to or maybe that's just how she deals with these kinds Mm -hmm. of things Mm -hmm. like but you
0: could still fly after (laughs) after the weekend when you really really need her the most then go fly then go fly and do right then then
3: go away and deal (laughs) with it i mean i agree but so I was like, okay. And then Saturday morning, I woke up with horrible cramps, and made it to the made it in the bathroom, and um. And then it was, um, I don't even know how to describe it really, um, like a horror show or like
1: yeah.
3: Um, it's not it easy. No, it's not easy. And I don't want to traumatize anyone who may he- listen to this. Um, so I'm just trying but you to- are, kind of, But you are normalizing it, you yes, know? And I think that's it's important. Good to, it's that's good true. to talk about. Maybe let people know what to expect. Yeah, because I, I, I had
2: almost the exact same experience as you. Really? Except my wife didn't fly off, you know? But other than that, you know, it's like, <laughs> and it is, people need to know it's of t- of three of us sitting here, two of us have had this happen. Mm-hmm. It's important to normalize it. And it's okay yeah. to talk about the details. It's all right. Okay. And so often, like I said, like those of us with with uteruses, we
0: go into these situations not really realizing exactly what it's going to be. And so often, I hear or from could so happen. many people, I had no idea. I had yeah. no idea it would be like that.
3: Yeah, yeah. And and then so. again, if if any medical professional is listening to, like, I think when they called me on that Wednesday, or even the Thursday, they could have explained like what.
2: What was coming? It would have been helpful to mm-hmm. explain
3: what they said I remember them saying something about cramps, but yeah. nothing about the gore and the the really traumatic, yeah, yeah. things I was seeing coming out of my body, and, yeah, yeah, uh, um so yeah, I, I will warn people there was a lot of blood. Um, yeah. and at the time, there's just weird things to remember, but maybe not even weird, but something that I remembered at the time the bathroom floor had um those old, I call them old Baltimore tiles where they're these little like
2: pennies, like the penny tiles.
3: Yeah. The little, little, little squares. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're yellow, yellow and the, 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 um, grout or whatever yeah. it is in between mm-hmm. them was white. And I just, just remember looking down and it was just like, all mm-hmm. the blood was in the uh. the white grout. It was really like, just, By the way, that's the other
2: ramification of her, not so the right word, but uh, whatever word that it's supposed to be. But like result of her leaving is then you're left to clean that up. Literally.
3: Literally.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is
3: dramatic. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Exactly. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that.
2: So when she comes home, is there like a big conversation
3: of you left me in this or where are you all at then? Well, there's a there's there's a little something that that happened in between. Not happened, but I think it's part of the story. Mm -hmm. And so I want to share it, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Doesn't make me look good, but that's (laughs) OK.
2: We share the good, the bad, the ugly. We don't always
3: look good. (laughs) Um, So, OK, so that was all going on. I remember texting her and and telling her that it happened and would she please get in touch with me? And then I called her. No answer. I'm guessing she was teaching at the, I'm sure she was teaching at that time. However, I think I would have been watching the phone like, like obsessively. Yeah. But again, maybe she really just needed to like, yeah, not deal at all with it. And So that is, like you
2: said, that's a common response.
3: Right, right. You're right. You're right. Um, Let's make it right, but it is. Right. You know. Right. So, um, got no response. Now, at the same time, I had a friend who was very supportive, and I think that Friday, I probably got in touch with them and said, "Hey, like, this might happen this weekend." And I, I guess I was looking for support from them just like I would have with any other friend. And I did a couple other people. Um, and so when all this was happening on Saturday morning, after not hearing back from my partner, of course, this person, you know, texts and is like, Hey, how you doing? Are you okay? Like, I know you said this might happen this weekend, blah, blah, blah. Like, are you okay? And I was like, Texted her back, and I was like, "No, I'm not okay." And it just, just, it just did happen. And I'm cr- like, I don't know. I cleaned everything up as much as I could. Like, I don't know what. To, what do I do with these bloody towels? Like, what? I don't know what to do. And and they said, um "Well, if I don't know what you need, but if you need someone, do you want to meet up somewhere?" And she suggested, "Let's meet at the dog park because dogs." bring me happiness and Mm -hmm. her happiness and all that. Um, So we met at the dog park. I had Sheba and she had her dog with us and right or wrong. I'm, I, I, an attachment was formed there Mm
1: -hmm.
3: (laughs) and it wasn't sexual. It was like nothing happened that day as far as that's concerned, but again, emotional,
2: an emotional, it was an emotional
3: connection, a hundred percent. So in my brain, and my heart, she was there for me mm-hmm. in that moment. And that meant something to me.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So she continued to be my support. My partner at the time was trying the best she could, I guess. So to kind of go back to what you were asking about, um,
1: mm-hmm.
3: she came back on Sunday night. And I honestly don't remember having a fight. I do remember just feeling all out of whack and upset that she had left. And also yeah. I remember feeling like something clicked in me that changed the way I felt about her.
1: Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like
3: I just felt not in love. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also that was easy for me to feel that way too, because this other person was showing me yeah. all the support that I, I needed mm-hmm. and they were so positive about me. And so like Pro aim and just made me feel good about myself when I wasn't I was feeling like shit about myself all this time. Yeah. Um so I told my ex that this person was there to support me and all that. So then after that, I was having a really hard time trying to connect back with my partner. Yeah. Yeah. And I was getting more support from this other person that yes, I, I developed feelings mm-hmm. with yeah. this other person It happens. And when it was happening, I re- I just, I do remember kind of like, like, I can't believe, like, I can't believe this has happened. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. And I would, after a little while I would kind of actively flirt back. Like, and then after yeah. I'd be like, why you stop? Like, yeah. like stop <laughs> doing that. It's not cool. That's not cool. Like, so yeah because it has
2: to be such a a big moment because it's not just like oh your partner went on a business trip like you all were gonna have a baby together and so that's like that's a a big break you know in what happened and it's and there's no judgment in any of this i mean it's like we all do what we do you know it's like life happens and you could clean it up or not or you know right was there like if you look back this like immediate like taking off or like you know the 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 lack of support and I feel like we talked about this a little bit like when we initially talked 3 years ago were there red flags that this had been there all along
3: yeah and i think after that all happened then i i think i looked back and and then i i did see them i did see some red, red flags yeah, yeah. um yeah so yeah. it wasn't just this but I think this whole thing helped those things come right up to the surface. Sure. yeah, um so at first, i I told my therapist, I think I have a crush on this person. I don't know what to do with that. Should I tell my partner? Should I not?" And at first, she said, "Don't tell your partner, Let's just see if we can work this out first. Yeah, um and figure out what this is, because it it might not be anything like you might not really have these feelings for this person the way it feels right now. Yeah. So we worked on it a little bit and then I just started feeling really guilty. And I said, look, I think I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell it just, just feels right. And said, okay. You know, I'm here for your support, blah, blah, blah. So I remember, I think I had come home from, wow, before COVID, I had <laughs> actually gone in person to a therapy oh, appointment. Remember that? Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Are those days when we got to go places. I
3: know. Um, I remember coming home that night and saying, you know, hey, like, kind of like, let's sit down. I-, I need to tell you something. And I said, look, um, I have a crush on this person now. <laughs> I don't know what to do about it, but I did want to tell you. And maybe you and I should go to couples therapy to figure out what this is, if it's anything, if it's something, and also this whole miscarriage thing and how this is, how that happened. and. And like, my feelings for you have changed. And so she she had said, she's like, I knew it. She's like, I knew it. I knew it. And I was like, what did you know? And she said, I knew something was going on. And I said, nothing physical is going on, but emotional. Okay. And so she said she defined this whole thing as an emotional affair. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 In definition. Yeah. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. We found a couple therapist. therapists. Um, we went to her. Ironically, I, I think it was like for nine months.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> there you go. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Um, and in that, you know, we we, you know, tried to process it all. And in that moment, for the most part, I was like, I think I think I'm done with this relationship. Those feelings are not back. Um, so the therapist suggested we try a soft separation and then a hard separation before the divorce. So the soft separation, which I learned what that was, is that you were, you're still living in the same house, but I lived in another room. And then I would start feeling like, okay, like maybe I'm starting to feel a little different. Let's try again. So we'd get we'd get back, same thing, feelings gone still having a crush on this other person. So it was suggested we try a hard separation, which means one of us leaves and lives somewhere else for a little bit. And at that time, my feelings for this person like tripled. Mm. I, at that point, was like, I think I want to divorce. Yeah. And I don't think she wanted it and was pretty upset about it. I felt bad too, like... I don't like hurting people, and yeah, I guess maybe another little bit of advice or word to the wise kind of thing when you're going through this kind of thing. just be really careful who you share the, your information with. Oh. And I only say that is because I think some people were well intended, but some of our friends, some people took sides,
1: mm-hmm.
3: which I get, okay some people like decided to like kind of get involved and like went to my ex a couple of times and was like, just really stir in the pot. Like Mm. I think blah, blah, blah. And Mm. I think she is having an affair with this person and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, again, emotional affair. Yes. We've already figured that part out. Like, but nothing was going on other than that. But so just, I would just be really careful of who you share your information with the sensitive stuff my ex and I did have a moment where we literally shook hands and ended up hugging, but shook hands and said, look, like, because our communities are so intertwined and the deaf community and the signing community and the queer community is really small and really interconnected. And we're seeing that now. We really need to not say bad things about each other Mm -hmm. to anyone. Yeah. (laughs) From my understanding from that point on, we did keep that commitment to each other. Yeah. The other thing too is while we were going through therapy, while I was trying to figure this out, blah blah blah. I tried two more times.
0: Oh, the, oh you right. did? Okay. I was thinking the baby just kind
3: of Yeah. So I tried nine and tried number 10. With the same and... sperm. You had enough um, sperm.
2: Um and and I with the intention also that you're gonna do it together.
3: do this together. In the moment, yeah, I mean, we yeah. were.
0: So you really did give this a go. I mean, you guys were really, I mean, you didn't give
3: up. You didn't give yeah, up. Yeah, I think until I did. And then it, and when I you, did, you did. Yeah. The <laughs> perspective from my ex was, <laughs> you're giving up. Like, I'm like, well, yeah, white flag. Uh, yeah, we've, yeah, we've I'm done, given up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I've done. done everything. I'm done. Yeah. We've tried. Um, we tried. In, so yeah.
3: Try number nine, yeah. try number 10. And then I went back to her, and I was like, "Can you just try, please, like one more time?" And begrudgingly, I think she said yes. I think to also try to save our relationship. And so she went mm-hmm. and got like a couple tests done, the pre like your blood work and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So she went to one appointment to start the process. But then after that, I was like, "No," and I I really think she really didn't want to do it anyway
2: well and i applaud you because it's not a circumstance to maybe have a kid in well yeah you know like that you i mean and by the way divorces happen and kids are okay and life goes on and everything but like it's so hard to be a parent if you can not start out in that position right that's that's you know it's certainly better certainly a little more optimal right yeah so you're processing two things at the same time. You're processing a breakup, mm-hmm. and you're processing the fact that unless you are going to go be a single parent by choice, you were now saying, "For now, I'm not going to be a parent either." So you have to process two losses at the same time. Right. That's
3: a lot. So eventually, um, with all of these little layers, I was like, "I have to. I have to leave. I have to resign from this position that I was in for ten years." Whoa. And um, really had. A community there and I still do, which I, I'm i grateful mm-hmm, for. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really had to say goodbye to all, some things that I don't hundred percent think I was ready, but I had to. Yeah, yeah. And kinda in this time too, kinda right before the big stuff happened, Mama passed. Yeah. Sorry.
2: That's a lot of yeah. loss. A lot of loss uh, at the guess, same time.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I,
2: I feel like it's it's a disservice. To just say, oh, you know, where are you with the baby thing? Cause it's like, I, I know that's the through line of our podcast, but like, this is a, I think, a, a broader, larger story. But like, when you came out of it, you're processing all this loss, you're processing all this grief, and you're, and you're, you're moving on from your ex, and you're processing like the kid thing. Are you considering being a single parent by choice? Or are you just like, I just need to heal myself and I just need to move things forward for my own life and, and figure out what's next for me? Cause you have to quit your job and, You know, all these things are happening.
3: Yeah. Um, I can definitely say that it was all a blur. Mm -hmm. I think in that moment, I thought, like, I'm probably not going to be able to have kids. Mm -hmm. Even if it was just because of the mental health stuff. Like, I don't know if I can deal with all this stuff that I'm dealing with, along with having to start my medication and stop my anxiety medication and then more hormones and probably have to do IVF. And mm-hmm. that's a whole other yeah, yeah, the whole- fun hormonal trip. Um, so, yeah, I, I think in the moment I thought, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen for mm-hmm. me. Um, I do want to say in kind of all this, I think it was about a year from, hey, we're separated. We're, we're divorced. We're not together to and then a year after is when i finally resigned mm-hmm. from my staff position there galdet um kind of at the end of that year right before i resigned i met my my current partner um
1: mm.
3: it was amazing i guess it's been like we'll be together now for about five years Oh, great! Oh. Um,
2: yeah i feel like i have one more question um sure. th- to ask you um this is kind of like put a bow on things but where you two are uh, is the is the baby thing done or where where are you two on this
3: Um I think we kind of go up and up and down or back and forth about about that um both of mm-hmm. us not just her not just me which is good mm-hmm. that we're kind of on the same page about kind of not being unsure um The good thing, I guess, is that uh, so Ari and I have a a little bit of an age difference, which is great for a lot of reasons. Actually, it it's been working. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But so she has biologically, I think, plenty of time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't think there's any like rush or pressure to make that decision, Um, and. I've also been really clear with her as well. Like I don't have to have, I don't have, this doesn't have to happen. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't want this, like I'm good with maybe later getting another puppy or, <laughs> or I don't know, getting a farm. Jamie's got and a dog for a, you.
2: Yeah. You can have my, you want my, you want my beagle? You can also have my cat that pees. No. You can have them both. <laughs> no, No. Well, I just think that's such a lovely space to be in. Like, it seems like you're not making any decisions out of, past or out of fear or out of like mm-hmm. you're just letting it sit and then you're going to see what rises and maybe you will and maybe you won't. And it sounds like yeah. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like
3: you guys will be great either way. I mean, I keep trying to check myself on that and check her. And yeah, I think we'll be absolutely fine either way. You're in a
0: good I, space. Yeah. And, and once I again, so. I'm going to say this quote that has brought me through so many things in life. Everything will be OK in the end if it is not okay, it is not the end. That quote, I just love it. And I feel like you have made it to the other side of what you were dealing with then. And you are in an okay space. And that is not to say that in the future, you are not going to be in a not okay space. But right now, you have made it through that and you're okay. Yeah. And that's a lovely place to be
3: it is because I didn't, I wasn't okay yeah. for a while. Yeah, right. Right. I really looking back, I really wasn't okay. Yeah. Um, To the, even the point of where I just want to share this, I know probably time, but um, so I think it's important to share this little tidbit of, of all that. There was a time in all this where I was like, I think I need to see a doctor because I gained like, I, just all the hormones and stuff. I gained like forty, forty some pounds. Oh wow! You know, I'm short. Mm-hmm. I'm five yeah. foot. Um, same, same. You
0: and Jamie. Same, except, same. You and Jamie. Except, yeah, same. except, uh, except, like She's an inch 4'11. shorter than that.
3: Four <laughs> eleven. Oh wow!
0: Soon I will be forty pounds on a a five foot frame is a lot. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it really for a body. And, yeah. Yeah. To take on, and I, I, emotionally, you know, horrible. I mean, I still have experienced panic attacks. Mm-hmm. After all this, Mm. but a lot of panic attacks, like I really was having a hard time getting stable. Um, So I finally went back to, I went to a new doctor, not at a fertility clinic. Cause that was the other thing. Like I was just so scarred from everything that I didn't, I, I was getting triggered by even like walking past a doctor's office. Yeah. So I was like, I was trying not to go to a doctor's office, but at the same time, I was like, I'm still really not okay. Um, so I finally went and I went to um, Brexton, Chase Brexton Health Services. And they, their client population is pretty much LGBTQ folks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Great.
3: Um, so I thought, let me go there and not have to deal with, you know, all layer. the fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. A, other layer of having to explain being queer mm. and all this stuff. So I went there and he thought, that I needed to be on birth control, which was like, <laughs> I mm. never want to take birth. Like no. that's never been in my, yeah. for, in my schema for anything, especially mm-hmm. like, that means no baby. That means no baby. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right.
3: So I was at first I was like, no, I don't think so. And he's like, like, and he really did a great job of explaining like why he said that, you know, there's a little bit of there's like hormones in this, like a little bit of, of the hormones you might need to stable you out. And then maybe you don't need to be on it after a while. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I said, okay, okay. So I tried it for a year and it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, good to know. I didn't fix everything, but I did stable out more. Um, the other interesting thing too, after I started taking Clomid, mm-hmm. I started having ringing in my ears hmm. oh. and it still hasn't stopped. Oh. I mean, I still if I take off these headsets and I sit quietly, it's still there.
1: Wow.
3: Um, huh. So I don't know what that is. Um, wow. I don't think it's hearing loss. Like I've had my hearing checked. It's doesn't seem to be that. I don't know if it's related to the Clomid or the trigger shots, but it's, that's when it started. Mm. Huh. And it's still with me, but Interesting. Um, anyway, I just say all that to 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 say like, at some point after this journey if you all are still not feeling okay, like you might want to push yourself to go. Get checked out. To, the, yeah. to get checked out, get your blood work done. And, you know, maybe be open to taking some birth control if that's what's
2: going to help. Yeah. Um, well, listen to your gut, right? We say that a lot. You gotta listen to your yeah, gut. Listen to your yeah. gut. Mm-hmm,
0: yeah. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Which I did.
0: Yeah. And, and, and these drugs react differently in everybody. And we all, and everybody True. has these very, different experiences yeah. from, uh, from everything we go through. And that's why this podcast is so important, I yeah. think, because absolutely, because we have to hear everybody's different story to figure out where we fit in this whole landscape.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And th- and that's why we were so glad you reached back out and wanted to share your story because it's just, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not perfect for everyone and it, you know, and no. everyone needs to hear that, you know, if you have stresses on your relationship, it, that, you know, the LGBTQ path to parenthood can put more stress on, on your relationship. And like you said, you said a couple of times, like, Oh wow. I didn't know that could happen. Well, it's another thing that can happen and we we just all have to be aware. We just have to go into it educated. And so it, Absolutely. you know, it's so wonderful that you shared with us.
3: Yeah. Oh, well, I really appreciate you giving me the bazillion opportunities over <laughs> these three years to do this and to, to also understand like that I was, I was ready to do it when I was ready to do Mm -hmm. it. And I think I needed to do some healing. Yes, totally. And we would. To be able to get here. So. And we would want you to be in your
0: best space to to share. And so thank you so much. And this is also another reminder just to to, to, when you're going into this whole process, know that it most likely is not going to turn out the way you
1: dreamed it
0: would. It is not. But but no and aim your story is a testament to this know that it's going to be okay in the end whatever yeah. happens it's it's going to be okay you're going to get there and that's that's the hope that i think people need to hear when they're when they're going through this because sometimes there are some hopeless moments as yeah, you know
3: absolutely yeah and if you're struggling and you feel like i mean i'll just say this word suicide like i definitely had a lot of moments mm-hmm. where i was like what's the point? Like Mm. every morning I'm waking up panic attack and, you know, I just can't get my thoughts straight and all that. Like, I would again, encourage you to just get your blood work done and like, see if there's anything medically that can help just help you take that edge off in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Even though you don't feel like going to the doctor, like it might be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is hope. Like I never thought I'd be where I am right now.
0: And look where you are. And and we're so glad that yeah. you didn't take that other path. Me too. Yeah. Me too.
2: Aww. Yeah. Ooh, well, thank you so Aww, much. What Aimee, a journey.
3: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Ooh, that oh, was Aimee.
2: that was intense. It was. It was. Yeah. I bet you- I'm
0: just so glad to hear that they processed through it, got help, talked about the pain and the relationship and that they were ready to tell us about it and yeah yeah share no. it with, uh, hopefully it, i'm sure it's going to help someone else out there i'm so. sure it's
2: going to help someone else and i think it's going to help aim process too and i think that that's a great like when those two worlds align amazing you know what yeah. i mean that's whatever it is whatever whatever however they work out in the future whether they have kids or not it's all it's all going to be just right that's what I, that's what we know
0: everything's going to be okay and um, yeah, absolutely we love absolutely.
2: aim we love you aim so thanks yes. so much All right. Before we go, we do want to take a minute to talk about another podcast that we think Mm -hmm. is going to be super relevant to all the folks out there trying to make a baby, but perhaps are not having an easy go of it. And I think this is like perfect that we're talking about it in this episode. Yeah, totally. The podcast is
0: called Baby or Bust. Mm -hmm. It's new. Mm -hmm. We happen to be guests on it. So there is an episode of us,
2: and it's great. It really is. Yeah. And the host, Dr. Laura. She's an influencer. We, that's what we lovingly call her, Dr. Laura, not to be confused with the horrible Dr. Laura, um, who's that like right-wing Republican. Um, but, but her name is Dr. Laura Shaheen, and she struggled as a fertility patient, and now she helps those that are trying to make families, even when the odds aren't in their favor.
0: Yeah. So on the podcast, you're going to hear answers to questions like, should I freeze my eggs? How long can I wait to have a baby? What is IVF? How do I even get started with surrogacy? When is it too late to have a baby? How do queer families figure out pregnancy? I think which that's you probably episode. know from us, but that's okay. That's, you probably know <laughs> a lot of those that's, things that's,
2: from us, but there's more insight. Yeah. Yes. And from a doctor's <laughs> point of view, which I think exactly. is great. Mm-hmm. So the guests are fertility specialists, doctors, patients, us, support groups, and anyone mm-hmm. who has experienced difficulty trying to conceive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For many, the road to conception is a difficult one, which we know all too well. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Shaheen and Baby or Bust are your friends along the way. Let's have important conversations. So listen to Baby or Bust on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And then go listen to us.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Double dose. (laughs) Double dose. Yeah. Okay. If you want to catch us on social media, Ovaries Talk on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, if these ovaries could talk on YouTube where you can see all of our previous live streams, and support the podcast and join our community on Patreon at patreon.com slash ovaries talk. Don't forget you're gonna get bonus content for God's sake. So much sakes. good sakes.
0: So much good stuff for God's sakes.
2: Um and a huge thank you
0: to our sponsor, Baby Mori, And another bigger, huger everything. Thank Even you bigger. Huge, huge thank huge. you to all you Patreons. Who are helping us make this show. We thank you so much. We couldn't do it without you. We literally no. couldn't. And we
2: should say even bigger because like people are giving out of the kindness that's of their hearts. It's not an advertising budget for our company. And as much right. as we appreciate Baby Maury, we also know that it takes a lot for an individual to, to just pony up cash just for us to make content that they could yes. have for free. Yeah, so we, we just really, we really appreciate that. Thank you so much, guys. All right. And on that note, that's and it. That's it. a wrap. It's a wrap on episode one, 160. Well, so, so. How
0: many? I don't so know. many. I don't so know. many
2: episodes. How, wow. Look at us. Oh, Look oh at us God. go. So many. So many. So many. All right. For sake, right. we're rambling. Eggs. Eggs. Ovaries. Ov- out. Out. Even Helen said we were rambling.
3: If these uh, uh, ovaries could talk, they would say, eggs, ovaries, out.